to the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Jesus says, come to me, get away with me, have a real relationship with me. How many of you need to have a real relationship with Jesus? You need to have a real relationship for yourself. You need to have a real relationship where you come to Jesus, right? You yoke up together with him. We looked up that word a couple weeks ago. That means we're in the same direction. We're going on the same path. We are yoked up together with him. Jesus is saying, marry me walk with me, learn from me, and I will give you rest. Jesus said, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Let me tell you the unforced rhythms of grace. You don't need to earn your healing. You don't need to earn approval. It's the unforced rhythms of grace. And I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Jesus is grace and in him we find grace. We find peace, right? Grace upon grace. Grace is unmerited favor from God. Favor that we can't earn. It's unearned favor from God. How many of y'all want God's unearned favor all over your life, everywhere that you go, going before you, right? His unearned favor, that grace, favor we can't earn. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus. We're saved by grace, not by our works, right? Not by our good actions, not because you're a good person. No, we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus. Grace is unearned favor from God. And grace, let me tell you, grace is multi-layered. Anybody like a multi-layered cake? A multi-layered whatever, right? A multi-layered lasagna? Grace is multi-layered. Favor, grace, grace upon grace, upon grace, upon grace. How many you know you need grace every moment of your life? You're like, okay, today, Today, there's days, girls, I don't know, guys too, whatever, I'm just a girl. But there's a day where you just like wake up and like, I'm going to need some grace today from everybody in this house. (laughs) And it's kind of funny when you just put it out there. Then we're like, okay, let's go. I got grace upon grace for you. Let's go. You got this. Let's conquer, right? Grace upon grace is that multi-layer, just like salvation. Salvation is not just getting to heaven. That's just the door, right? Salvation is not just getting to heaven, but also living heaven on earth, living in the promises of God, living in the kingdom of God, living heaven on earth. Let me tell you, if, if the streets are gold in heaven, God ain't worried about money. That's, gold is his asphalt, okay? God is not worried about money, but how do you know we do? We worry about money right? We don't worry about asphalt. We worry about money. (laughs) We got problems. More money, more problems. (laughs) Whatever, right? We're not, it's multi-layered. That's what we're talking about. Grace is and grace does. Grace is God's unearned favor and grace does teach us how to live godly. So grace is and grace does. Grace is his unearned favor and grace also teaches us. Grace is a good teacher, Let me tell you, you have grace upon grace upon grace with your little ones. 
when they're learning to walk, right? And they're barely learning to run and they're wiggly wobbly and we're videotaping them. We're like, woo! Right? Grace upon grace. We're celebrating them. And let me, know, let me tell you, God's got grace upon grace for you, celebrating you when you're wiggly walking, right? When you're conquering this level and that level, grace is and grace does. There is a godly discipline. Our favorite word here, right? Is this our favorite word? It's about to be. It should be. Come on, discipline. We're over here, we're living the relentless life, that disciplined life. Discipline and disciple go together. There's a discipline, right? There is godly discipline of grace. Grace is not opposed to godly discipline. And this is where I think we get it kind of twisted. Okay, we're going to live our life like the world. We're going to act like the world. We're going to date like the world. We're going to talk like the world. We're going to post like the world. We're going to live our money like the world. And then we're wondering, like, why our life is so messed up. And we're not a testimony. But we're like, grace, give me grace upon grace upon grace. I need grace Okay, that's good, but there's a discipline to grace. It's not opposed to godly discipline. Grace is opposed to earning favor from God through your discipline. Grace is opposed to earning your salvation through your discipline. That's what grace is opposed to. And let me tell you, that's called religion. And religion is heavy. Religion sucks. Religion is hard because you work hard for God. You're trying to serve God. You're trying to do good. And it has nothing to do with relationship. It has everything to do with works. And when it's getting heavy, remember, that's not from Jesus. He said it would be light, right? When it's getting heavy, we need to remind, our, remind ourselves that's religion. That's my own works. That's me trying to do it on my own. That's me trying to earn my prosperity. That's me trying to earn my favor. That's me trying to earn my healing. That's me trying. Nope, nope, not with God. That's not his way. Grace and peace come to me. There's grace and peace, right? Grace is opposed to earning it. You can't earn anything from God through good works. This is freedom, this is the free life. That moment you realize, I can't earn anything from God through good works, right? And that gives us peace. You don't have to earn your salvation, your healing, your peace, your prosperity. Jesus already paid for that in the all-inclusive. You got an all-inclusive ticket with your sozo salvation. That means everything is included in your all-inclusive ticket, right? Your all-inclusive redemption. We were created in the image of God. Jesus restored us back to our original state. Come on. He redeemed us. He saved us because Jesus is grace. And let me tell you, grace teaches us how to do it right. We need to learn how to do it right, right? We're living in a fallen world. Anybody? Like, it's, it's a mess out there, right? It's getting wild out there. We need to look to Jesus, and Jesus is teaching us how to do it. He's teaching us how to do it right, right? Godly discipline is so good for us. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves that. We need to coach ourselves, right? We need to take self-care and remind ourselves godly discipline is good for us. We need to stay connected with God, and that's going to take discipline. 
right? And all the married people, if you want to stay connected to your relationship, that's going to take work. It's going to take discipline. And we can connect that with our relationship with God. It's going to take work. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take cultivating, right? It's going to take a work of what? Because you need to come to him. Get away with him. Spend some time with him. Godly discipline teaches us to apply biblical principles in our everyday lives through consistency. Consistency. Consistency is key. And then, boom, that compound effect. That consistency, spending time with God, getting in his word. It's that consistency that creates that great relationship, that flourishing relationship, right? Consistency, perseverance right? When you feel like it and you don't feel like, you're going to persevere. Perseverance. When you feel like giving and you don't feel like giving, you're going to persevere. When you come and you don't feel like serving, but your name is on the list, you're going to persevere, right? Perseverance takes accountability. You need some good relationships in your life. You need somebody to checkmate you. Bro, you're off. Checkmate. Your attitude, you're watching, you're looking, you're, you're partying, you're, you're posting, you're whatever ing. You need somebody to checkmate. Hey, if you don't have anybody correcting you in your life, you have nobody in your life who loves you. And that's a scary place to be. And that's what the world wants to promote. Nobody can tell me nothing. No, nobody can tell me nothing. Well, how's that going for you? Because it looks very insecure. But let me tell you, security comes with surrendering to authority, having authority over you. That's a whole nother story. But get accountability, right? So take consistency, perseverance, accountability, and relentless discipline. Relentless discipline in what? In our prayer life. Relentless discipline. We wake up, acknowledge God. Woo-wee, we got another day. Thank you, Father, for this day. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. It is great. Holy Spirit, have your way, 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 way. Whatever it is you got to say. Encourage yourself in the Lord, guys. When you open your eyes, I'm like, all right, let's go. It's another day. Get up. Five, four, three, two, one. Get your butt up. Get it done, right? We're going to have to be consistent, persevere, get accountability, be relentless, in discipline, what our prayer life, in our study of the word of God. This is not earning us favor from God. This is us earning knowing him. This is us earning knowing him. Grace and peace is multiplied in our knowing. It's not earned, it's multiplied, multiplied. So we gotta get discipline in our study of the word. Get into the book of Proverbs. You need some common sense going in your life? Dive into Proverbs. You want to meet Jesus? Open the book of John. Go through the New Testament. Come on, look in the red letters. That's Jesus speaking. Okay? We need to get disciplined. We need to get consistent. Right? This is a year of what? Relentless. No, This is no guilt, no condemnation. Just change. Right? Just change. Don't feel any way. Just change. I love that. Don't be sorry. Just change. Just change, right? If you don't like the fruit, change the tree. Come on. He's the vine where the branch is. We're not the fruit. The fruit is just what we're producing. So change the fruit if you don't like it, all right? Stay connected to Jesus. We need to be consistent in our study of what? Study of the word in our giving through tithes and offerings. Oh, 
She said it. Yes, she did. Why? Because that's us putting God first in our finances. This is where we got to be consistent, right? Consistency is key. When that compound effect comes through, like, do I trust God? Do I trust God? Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Right? We got to be consistent, get accountability, be relentless in our serving and volunteering on the dream team. Get connected. How can I serve my church? There's accountability in that, right? In serving and loving others the way Christ loved us. This is why it's so important that we do this at home, right? That we walk this thing out because nobody bumps your cup like somebody in your home. You know, they know the ugly you and still love you. That's Christ's kind of love, okay? So when they bump your cup, we need to put into practice loving others as Christ loved us. This is our disciplines, right? This is our relentlessness and, and our fasting. Man, I'm coming for everybody today. Because these disciplines don't earn us favor from God, but these disciplines help us in our life, right? Does food own me or do I eat food to fuel my body? What are we fasting? Some of us need to fast. Well, you know what you need to fast, right? In our fasting, we got to be relentless. We need, we need to persevere. We need to be consistent. What are we fasting? Sometimes food, sometimes social media. You know when you need a break. When you open your phone, you open that app, and you weren't even thinking. The wild thing is that I'll be talking to somebody face-to-face. -face. They open their phone and open their app, and I'm like, I'm literally sitting here. But it's so subconscious, you don't even know you're doing it. Might be time for a break, right? We need to fast these things. we got to be re relentless in electronic devices, music, TV, sugar, whatever your thing is. Whatever your addiction is. <laughs> this is when you know it's an addiction is when you even start to think about letting it go and you get scared. That's an addiction. You start, you start thinking about, like, giving up, you know, your favorite Taco Bell Chick-fil-A for, like, I'm going to give it up first. And you're like... And your body's like, no, we ain't. Then you know you're addicted. Anybody? We're going to give up coffee. You know, we're going to give up Starbucks because we're saving money. We're going to buy a house. And caffeine addiction is like, come for me. Try it. And there you are. Going to work. And the itch. And you're like, how did I get back up in this line? It's taking all my money because you're an addict. Okay, but we don't want to say that. Anyways, you, you know what your thing is, right? Sometimes it's, it's whatever. Sometimes it's, a, it's music. It's that playlist that just gets you in a, you know, all of a sudden you're like, ra da 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 For me, too, working out, like I love to work out, but if I don't have some wild, crazy, heavy metal, in my head, for some reason, I can't work out as strong. I, I'm like, I lift less. Like, it's, you know, and so I had to prove to myself, like, no, you're going to turn the Bible on, and you're going to lift this. And, and you know what my mind said? I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> but I got that set done to teach myself something. That music is not what makes me strong. My mind being disciplined is what makes me strong, right? So we all got to fast something. So, you know, there's seasons of fasting. Whatever it is you need, surrender it to God. 
give it to him. Give it to him, right? Run to him. Run to him. And run your race to win. So what is it that you need to conquer? Give it to Jesus and run to win. Don't quit. Don't give up. If you fall, get back up and run to win. You've been graced for your race. You've been graced for your race. Run your race. Not somebody else's. Run your race and run to win, right? You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And with God, all things are possible. So we can do all things. It's through Christ. With God, all things are possible. So we need to run to win. How many are ready to run to win? Right? Let's go. Let's run to win. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9.24, We all know that when there's a race, all the runners bolt for the finish line, but only one will take the prize. When you run, run for the prize. Look at your neighbor and say, when you run, let's go. Run to win. Athletes in training are very strict with themselves, exercising self-control over their desires, over those appetites. Come on. And for what? For an earthly prize that will soon wither or it's crushed or simply forgotten. You got your gold medals. You, I mean, gold medals, whoa. <laughs> Those are the few, right? That's worth something. But anyways, that's not going to fade away. But I'm saying you got all your, your, you know, little league trophies. You're talking about, yeah, I could in my day. Well, you know, that was a day ago. <laughs> Even if that was yesterday, it's still yesterday right? That's not the race that we're running. This is not our race. We run for the crown that we'll wear for eternity. So I don't run aimlessly. This is Paul. He's teaching us. He's instructing us. Come on, we run to win. I don't let my eyes drift off the finish line. We do not let our eyes drift off Jesus. When I box, I don't throw punches in the air. I discipline my body and make it my slave. Are you the slave to your body? It's the middle of the night and all of a sudden it says, get up, we're going to Taco Bell. Bro, it's the middle of the night. Go to bed. And there you are. Whoa, up. Jacket on. Oh, not in Arizona, but whatever. <laughs> Clothes on. Got your hat on, and their drive throughs open 24 hours just for you. Why? You a slave to the flesh, <laughs> right? And we all have these, like, random thoughts. Don't do them, guys. Imagine. Anyways, right? No, we're going to discipline our body, my body, and make it my slave so that after all this, after I have brought the gospel to others, I will still be qualified to win the prize. I will still be qualified to win the prize. Godly discipline is so good for us. It's good for us to live a disciplined life, right? It's not earning us favor. It's earning us extra life right? Respond, new life. You get, a, you get a, an extra turn, you know, whatever. I just learned what respond is last Sunday. I had no idea what that word was. But anyways, we're going to get back to the service. So I was in youth. <laughs> they school me about everything. I have so much fun teaching back there because I learned a lot of random things that it doesn't matter. Get back to the word. Okay. 
Godly discipline is what? It's so good for us. Why? Because we're making our body our slave. and We're not a slave to it. Godly discipline, and it's also a part of growing up. All right? If we're truly going to grow up and start adulting around here, anybody ready to adult? Like, let's go. If we're going to start adulting, then we need to put away what? Childish things. When kids don't get their way, what do they say? Ah! Mine! Give me! And we think, like, when we grow up, we're going to grow out of that. No, you won't. Now you're your own boss, and you talk like that. You know when you're an adult? You're, I, the, I moved out 17. I went to the grocery store. You know what I bought? Everything I was not allowed to have. There was no sugar in our house. There was no sugar cereals. It was like no Lunchables. I went down the cereal aisle, bought every single one. I'm going to find out which one's my favorite. I ate cereal for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, till I throw it up because it was so disgusting. <laughs> it was too much cereal. I had every Lunchable, the Lunchable with the crackers, the pepperoni Lunchable. This, and then I said, I better adult soon because this is not. You know what Mama G is the one that said, Sasha, you can't eat like that. Be at the house at a certain time. Ride your bike over here, and we're going to have chicken. We're going to have salmon. I'm going to teach you how to grill. She had that lemon pepper. She had her. She was just, like, throwing down. She had that Caesar salad. She's like, what would you have for dinner? I said, cereal. Oh, no, we can't do that. <laughs> we had to what? Put away childish things. How many of you know we just grow up, we're, on, we're our own boss, and you have pizza, breakfast, lunch, and dinner? You got them bagel bites. You got that little Caesars. We can see. <laughs> right? It comes for us. We've got to put away childish things. That's what these disciplines are. They're helping us, right, to grow up, to adults. And what do they do? They help us put the flesh in check because we're running to win. And winning requires opposition. There's got to be a race, right? Opposition requires perseverance. Perseverance requires discipline, and discipline requires self-control, and self-control is a fruit of the Spirit, and in the Spirit, we already have all that we will ever need. We need to wake up to the Spirit. We need to wake up to God's way of doing things. Paul said in Titus 2.11, for the remarkable undeserved grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us. What teaches us? Grace teaches us to reject ungodliness and worldliness, immoral desires, and to live sensibly, upright, and godly lives. Lives with purpose and reflect spiritual maturity in this present age. And we could put on our glasses and we can say, where is that at? <laughs> right? Where's that maturity? It's in us. It's in us. It's talk is cheap. It's time to walk it like we talk it. It's time to learn these things, apply these things, be the answers, be filled with the fullness of God so that we have something to offer this world. Grace and truth. Grace and peace. Grace teaches us to reject ungodliness because grace is and grace does. Grace is unearned favor and grace does teach us, right? Grace is multiplied. Grace and peace are multiplied in our knowing, in our knowing. They're not earned in our knowing. 
You're not earning anything by your knowing. It's multiplied. That means you're operating in it. You're producing fruit of it, right? They're multiplied in our knowing. Grace and peace are multiplied in our correct knowledge of God and Jesus. Not religion. It's in our correct, full discernment of God and his kingdom. The more we learn about God, the more doors we unlock of his favor, of his grace, of his peace, of his wisdom, of his understanding, of his power, of his goodness, of his kindness, of his loving kindness, of this everlasting love, right? The more we learn, the more we know, the more we apply. It's the correct knowledge, the full discernment, and the daily discipline to keep coming back to Jesus, keeping our eyes focused on Jesus, right? Godly discipline is so good for us. The discipline to come to Jesus continuously, stay yoked up together with Jesus, to stay on the path with Jesus, to learn from him, look to him. We learn from him. Meet Jesus, the person, your best friend. You know, that's what changes your life. Continuously having fellowship with him, continuously communicating, talking with Jesus, casting our cares about him because he cares for you. Can you trust him? Can you give him that care? He knows where you've been. He knows what you've seen. Just like that song. He says, get away with me. I'll give you a real life. Peace, right? Rest. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 10, but by the remarkable grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not without effect. In fact, I work harder than all the other apostles, though it was not I, but the grace of God, his unmerited favor and blessing, which was with me. Grace changes everything. Grace changes everything. Grace changes everything about how you see you and how you see others. Through grace upon grace upon grace. Judge not, lest you be judged. Nope, we're going to hand out grace upon grace upon grace, right? Grace towards others. Grace, God's grace towards us is not in vain. Paul's like throwing it down. His grace is at work in us. God's grace towards us is what makes us a new creation. It's God's grace. God's grace towards us makes us the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. We are the righteousness of God by grace, through grace. His grace towards us. We cannot earn and we cannot be the righteousness of God in our own power. Because you're cute. Because you're kind. Because you're a good kid. No. It's by his grace his power, right? We cannot earn this. It's only by the grace of God. We are who we are by the grace of God. We are saved by his amazing grace. Amazing grace. Oh, we, we're definitely not going to sing that one. But you know, come on, his amazing grace. God's amazing grace. It's his power that saved us. His grace, come on, justified us redeemed us, healed us, restored us, and loved us at our worst. His grace, that's the grace of God. That's his kind of grace. And with that knowledge, the more we learn about him, comes rest and peace. No more anxiety, no more depression, no more sleepless nights. Rest and peace. Rest and peace. Jesus says, come to me and I'll give you rest. 
You can't sleep at night? Come to Jesus. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. Rest in peace that passes all understanding. God's grace is what makes us who we are. God's grace was not in vain, right? Paul said that he labored harder than all the other apostles. Paul throws down. He's like, I worked harder than all of them. Not one of them, all of them. <laughs> Paul be our hero, right? Yet not us. He's saying, yet not him, but by the grace of God. He's talking about being empowered by grace. How many are ready for that kind of power? Yes, right? Yet not us, but by the grace of God. In all of our laboring, in all of our suffering in the flesh, in all of our serving, in all of our giving, right? In all of our surrendering of our will. Not my will, your will be done. Not my will, your will be done. And let me tell you, you think you have your own will? Like, I'm a really strong-willed person. You think you have your own will, but in this time, in this era, in this generation, you have an algorithm. Like, you think you have your own style, your own fashion. It was fed to you. Just saying. We're living in a weird time. So we're going to surrender our will, and we're going to beat the algorithm <laughs> with the word. Right? In all of our surrendering and all of our hard work, it's not in vain. When? When we draw on strength from Jesus. When we draw on him from, for strength, right? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We'd be like, you got this. You can do this. Girl power. Girl boss. No, it's in Christ Jesus. It's through him, right? We together. He teaches us how to do it all by grace, not heavy, not hard, by grace, not by our own human strength, not by our own willpower. Some people would be like, oh, it's just because you have a strong will. No, it's by the grace of God. Oh, it's just because you're a disciplined person. No, it's by the grace of God, right? Not by my own strength, not by my own power, but by the grace of God. Not by our own goodness, not by our own self-discipline, but by the grace of God. Jesus is grace, and his grace alone saved us, and his grace alone produces this kind of life and power in us. How many are ready to be in the driver's seat of your life, full of life, full of power, full of grace? Come to Jesus. This is how we overcome, right? By consistently coming to Jesus, we boldly, we boldly run to his throne of grace. We run in. In a time of need, grace is there. When, is, when do we find grace? In a time of need. That's where we find it. Hebrews 4.16. Therefore, let us boldly come to the throne of grace. That is the throne of God's gracious favor with confidence and without fear. So that we may receive mercy for our failures and find his amazing grace in time of need. At just the right time, at just the right moment, what are you going to find? Grace. What does it take to find something? Effort. You need to look to find. Look to Jesus and you find grace in the time of need. At just the right time. When you boldly run 
We need to boldly run with confidence knowing that Jesus cares about us, that he has an answer, that he is the answer, that he is our strength, that he is our provider, he is our protector, he is our healer, that we, he is our redeemer, right? We boldly, boldly run to the throne of grace, boldly run to Jesus without fear and find grace in the time of need. If you're not finding grace, then you're not looking to Jesus in the time of need. Who are you looking to? Your family? Who are you looking to? Social media? Who are you looking to? You know, your favorite motivational speaker? Look to Jesus. Find grace in the time of need. We find grace, right? Jesus is our grace and peace. And if there's no peace, it's not from Jesus. When I say follow after peace, follow after peace, so many people, I'm like, follow after peace. You know what that means? That means following after Jesus, following his model, following after Jesus. Paul said in 2 Timothy 2.1, so you, my son, be strong, constantly strengthened, empowered in the grace that is to be found only in Christ Jesus. Where is grace found? Because we got to find it. It's only found in Christ Jesus. So we got to come to Jesus. Jesus is God made flesh. And Jesus is full of what? Grace and truth. John said in John 1.14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Just like Paul told Timothy, he's telling us, be strong in grace. Be strong in grace. And we will find grace in the time of need. Remember, grace is not earned. It's not deserved. It's found. It's not earned. It's not deserved. It's found. And it's found in Jesus. He says, come away with me. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Come to me. I'm all that you need. Can you trust me? And we said, yes, Lord, yes. Right? We can trust him. We're going to run boldly without fear, and we're going to find grace in the time of need. And if there's no peace, it's not Jesus. Follow after peace. Amen? Follow after peace. Did you guys receive something tonight? I love you guys so much. Come on, grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. Love you guys. Have a good night. We'll see you all on Sunday. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.